0: Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high-drive, passionate, and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, president and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This show's a weekly dose of business, life, and personal development principles, geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over 5 companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive screw-ups, <laughs> as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. I am the president and CEO of The Mr. Orange, and I am your host today. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Uh, this is probably on my third or fourth podcast that I'm doing. And I am excited to to be with you guys today. And I hope that you've uh, enjoyed the show so far. The whole theory behind the whole Orange Crushing It is about tapping into people's inner desire to win, to be driven, to feel significant and passionate. And that, that ability that we know we all have inside of us to want to be successful, right? That that inner drive that keeps you up at night, that thing that wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning and you go, and i just feel so passionate about what i'm doing i feel so great about what i want to accomplish and the orange space it actually came out of a science that was kind of studied in the 70s with these two guys don back in clear graves where they they studied the science of called was spiral dynamics and in science of sp- spiral dynamics the level five, if you will, of this whole dynamic, each, each level, by the way, as you transcend through these levels, you become a little bit more outward focused. And you, it's less about yourself and more about how you can contribute to the world. And the first area that that actually happens is level five. And the color associated with that level is orange. And a level five orange person knows that in order for, to get what we want, we actually have to make the world a better place and help other people get what they want. And really in life, isn't that what it's all about, right? The more you give, the more you get back. Givers get. And I learned this, I guess, at an early age. And I always had a passion for money and always had a passion to drive and start companies and make money and help other people. But I never really put it together as, you know, this was a level of consciousness. (laughs) You know, I just thought, oh, I'm just going to start a company, make a couple of bucks and drive a nice car and live in a nice house. And that's kind of all I really cared about at the time. But I got my first sales job when I was in my 20s because Aerosmith didn't want me. If you listen to the, my second podcast, I did not make it in the band. Well, maybe because I didn't play guitar and I sing for shit, but <laughs> uh, but Aerosmith was my, and still are the 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 band of, of the decade of, the, of the, my lifetime. They're the best guys out there. And anything I, or any chance I get to listen to Aerosmith or be around those guys, I will definitely take an opportunity to do that. But anyways, I was not in Aerosmith. Instead, I was selling a capital equipment. And I'll tell you a little story. My first real job in electronics, I was 22 years old, and I went to go work for this company called General Radio. Uh, they are now named Genrab, but at the time, it was General Radio, and they've been around since, I think, 1905 or 1915, something like that, a long time. Anyways, they're noted for inventing the oscilloscope and the strobe light and other things that are used today, even in the testing world. They've got patents on a lot of things and very stodgy, kind of electronic, Boston-based company good company and still around. So I cut my teeth really formally in the big company corporate America by learning how to sell for Genrad and Genrad sold test equipment. And when they hired me, they didn't hire me to be a sales guy. They hired me to be the technical product specialist. And what the hell did that mean? The technical product specialist, basically the sales guys would come in with their beautiful cars. They pick up a customer, they bring them to to the factory And us technical product specialist guys would teach the customer how to use the equipment. We'd do all the slideshows. we do all this technical stuff. We would perform what's called benchmarks where you compare your product, uh, you know, I guess it's somebody else's product. And some of these benchmarks would take months and months to get done. And I'm dealing with a lot of engineers, you know, and I'm barely out of school myself. I studied engineering, but I mostly majored in my fraternity and my karate team. (laughs) So I wasn't necessarily the sharpest engineer in the box. And I'm dealing with a lot of engineers. And if if you're an engineer out there, I will apologize in advance if I upset you guys. But I find that engineering is kind of boring to me, mainly because everything is, you know, sequential. you got to do A, then B, then C, then D, then E, all the way to get to Z. And to me, especially in sales, if Z is the order, that's our goal. Why don't we just start and go A, B, Z? (laughs) Right. I was trying to get there as fast as possible. And that's probably why engineers can't stand salespeople because they like, oh, all they're trying to do is just get my money and try to steal from you. No, the eng- a sales guy is just trying to figure out at the point where you're ready to say yes. And an engineer has to have all the 26 letters of the alphabet touched and kissed and, and cross the, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's before they actually make a decision. And I respect that because sometimes you don't want to cut corners, right? I don't want my dentist cutting corners. Hey, going for surgery, I don't want there to be a shortcut, right? So, uh, you know, you want people that, that are methodical and get stuff done and are very meticulous about each step of the way. However, you know, when you're a, one of these overachievers like myself and all you're doing is looking at the end game, okay, how do we get there? How do we get across the finish line as fast as possible? You're going for Z. So, there was always this little mismatch of personalities. And uh, I remember when I said I wanted to be in sales at Genrad, they said, well, what makes you a good salesperson? You're just a kid. You're in your early 20s. I said, well, I think what makes me as a good salesperson is I'm fascinated with the way people interact with each other. This whole, you know, dynamic of communication, this whole, I didn't even know the science of neurolinguistic programming. I didn't know any of this stuff back then, but I was fascinated with it. I was fascinated with how people communicate with each other and how they influence each other through those levels of communication, whatever they might be. And so I convinced my boss <laughs> to give me the sales job and I loved it. I loved it. I lo- and but however, when you're the new guy and you're in a big company and you're the new salesperson, they're going to give you the shittiest accounts. They're going to give you the territory, like no offense to the state of Vermont, but I don't know too many companies up there. But if there is one up there, you probably were my customer. And I probably had to drive a million hours to get to you in the middle of the forest and, you know, where they were making maple syrup and doing electronics. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> So I had all the customers that were in the farthest parts of whatever, you know, let's drive all the way up to the tip of Maine, I'll almost be in Canada, for the one electronics company that's up there. So I'm the newbie and I'm dealing with engineers, right? And I don't have this engineering mentality. So it's all just get it done, get it done, A to Z, baby, let's get to Z. I get this customer, his name is Stu. And to this day, I got to thank Stu from the bottom of my heart because Stu was actually my first real professional big money sale. And it took me nine months to get with Stu and get this done. And the thing about Stu, Stu is this kind of guy that he had never bought from our company before. He exercised a lot of sales guys in our company and he put them through the ringer, but never bought from us. And I always thought that this guy was just filling out, like we were just filling out the matrix. We were just filling time to be with this guy. Stu was just going to yank and crank us around. (laughs) He wasn't going to give a shit for, for a deal. And historically he never did. So I meet Stu, you know, again, very engineering mind. So you know, in the sales process, what you got to do? Oh, you got to say hi. You got to give him a brochure. Then you got to stop by the company, and then you got to send a follow up letter because it was an email back then. You got to send, write the letter, send it out to him. You know, all these methodical steps. Right, you drive by and give him a little piece of something else, and. The sales guy obviously we take them out to launch, and right. So we take them out to launch and learn some more about what they want to do, and then bring them in and show them these slideshows. These most boring fucking two hundred slides of the most boring shit ever on the planet. <laughs> yes, we'd have to do this because this is part of the steps, right? This is how you guess. This is how you get a customer, at Genrad. And I hated, I really hated the whole process, the way they had it all designed. But again, it was A, B, C, D, E. We're up to M, we're at to T. And, you know, we're thinking we're going to get the deal. And now here, I'm nervous because I'm a brand new sales guy. And these, these machines are a couple hundred thousand bucks. They're selling. Anyhow, my manager says, okay, let's go close Stu. So we're going to go close Stu. And he gives me all these parameters of discounts I could give, you know. And so I had no discount. I had a little bit of discount and even a little bit more discount. And then I had this like whopper discount. And so we go and meet Stu and Stu's like, okay, Frank, you know, and of course he's sizing me up and I'm sizing him up. And this is then nine months of working with Stu. And what do I do? I cave right away. I go right to the deepest discount. Don't worry, Stu, here we go. I'll just give you this great discount. And I'm like salivating because I think I have a sale and I go right to the mat, right? I don't give a shit. I just wanted the deal so bad. Right, I jump and I give him this great discount. And of course he takes the deal. And we leave and I'm and I'm apologizing to my boss. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I went right to the mat with this. I didn't mean to. And he goes, Frank, you, re- you didn't need to. He goes, because you already had the deal. The guy was already saying yes. He's been saying yes to you for the last month, but you don't understand it because you don't see it. Because you're focused on your own needs here, right? Of winning this deal. You weren't even reading the signs. You weren't paying attention when a customer was telling you yes. You know, that motivated me to think in terms of, what's the most important thing to somebody else it's not always as important to me you know you get to listen to other people and say what is what is their clear intention here what is it they want to accomplish out of this situation and many times in our life we uh, at least I'll speak for myself, but I also see this in a lot of my, you know, employees. I've had hundreds and hundreds of employees. I've sold electronic equipment all over the world. I've owned six different companies that all are in that space, either servicing it or selling it or supporting it or auctioning it. And each time we're dealing with an engineering mind and each time we're trying to get to Z, which is to win and to, and to cross the finish line, right? Again, that orange energy, that orange energy that we want to, we're driven. We want to, we want to succeed. We want to close the deal right? We want some some element or some prize or some something that indicates that we scored, we won, we, you know, some something that we take home, whether it's money or whether it's a trophy or whether it's, you know, a building or in a car or some level of accomplishment, something that represents your significance and your success. So anyhow, I started thinking again about this whole A through Z thing. And I had to kind of just analyze in my own life, what is it that I want and how many times did I actually already have it? I've gone to hundreds of seminars on personal development. I got more shelf help than most people have (laughs) self-help. What's shelf help? Shelf help is all the books and tapes and everything else that you buy at all of these seminars. I mean, I got books coming out of my ears on this stuff. And there was times when I said, I'm not ready. I'm still not ready. I got to go and take another class. You know, I got to go to school more. I got to learn more. I got to learn more. I'm not ready to pull the trigger. I can't do it. I can't do it. Got to remember. And even when I remember back when I was in high school. I took this advanced English class, and the guy who taught the class was a stoner man. He was just like <laughs> he's a cool guy, <laughs> but he was a stoner. And we would read Shakespeare, and we would read Dostoevsky, and we would read George Orwell. And we had you know some really cool books, right? We had to read, you know, Steinbeck and all that stuff. Which back in the early seventies or mid seventies, you know, that was cool. That was a cool English class. Anyhow, my my teacher though, one time I'm out in the parking lot and I see this guy smoking a joint, and he sees me, seeing me, he's like, "Oh shit, I hope I don't get caught." And he says, "Frank, come here. You're not going to rat me out, are you?" I'm like, "No, of course not." So, uh, you know, here I'm in the parking lot in in high school, and I'm I'm smoking a little bit of weed with my. Uh, with my high school teacher. And, uh, and I, and I said to him, he, I go, you know, what, do you like what you're doing? Do you like teaching this stuff? He goes, yeah, I love teaching, man. I've always loved teaching. He goes, do you like teaching? He goes, you? I go, yeah, I like teaching too. He goes, well, what do you really want to do, Frank? I go, I want to get out and help people start businesses. I want to start my own companies. You know, I want to, I want to be in the, whatever. I want to make money. I want to just, you know, get out of the, get out of the school, just finish this and get on to the next step of my life. And I remember him telling me, He said, yeah, you're not one of the studious guys. You're just here to kind of get through. And I always was a studious person. I always had, you know, I had to make the national honor roll, always had to be part of that. My parents were pretty strict about us getting good grades. And so as a result, we did. Me and my siblings, we all did fairly well in school. And, you know, that was an important homes principle, family principle that we had. But I still, at the end of the day, I just wanted to finish, right? I just wanted to get out. And he said to me, he goes, Frank, I'm going to say something right now. He goes, the A students will always teach the B students how to work for the C students. And I'm like, hmm, let me think about that. Yeah, A students teach the B students how to work for C students. Now, of course, I know this is not a global statement. And of course, all you A students out there right now, that started your own companies. Please don't light up my, my reviews here. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're just teachers. now. that's not, it's not a global statement here. But I also was like, uh, you know, you, there's some truth to that, right? Because it was my friends who were A students and they never left school. They just wouldn't. They would go and get a bachelor's degree. they get their PhD. they get their doctorate. They'd go back and be professors. They would just keep staying in, in university. They needed that. And then the B students, you know, those are the guys who just wanted to get through. Okay. And they, were, they weren't they were necessarily the biggest risk takers, but they were smart, intelligent people. And then the dreamers were the people that C students just wanted to get through. Look, you know, C equals degrees. It rhymes with it, so you know, just get me out of here. And I was kind of in, you know, getting into college and in high school, I was leaning more towards the C category. I wasn't necessarily making the honor roll as much anymore. I just wanted to get out and get something going. And so when I started all my companies and I started running stuff, again, I was fascinated with let's get to Z, let's just win, let's get it done, right? And not at the expense of you know, losing your integrity or not at the expense of taking advantage of somebody. That's not what that's all about. It's not about cutting corners. It's not about taking shortcuts. It's about doing the right thing and understanding where you're at. There are people that are in relationships or they're trying to be in a relationship and they keep courting the girl or the guy and, oh, I got to buy them roses and then I got to send them a card and then I got to, these are all romantic things. And, you know, they're part of the whole, you know, element of romance, which I'm, believe me, I'm a big proponent of all that stuff. Okay. And they keep trying and they keep trying. And yet they don't, they, they already have the girl. They already have a great relationship. And yet they keep their, their insecurity about everything makes them want to do so many more steps to solidify, or they need to hear it all the time. They need to hear that they're significant all the time. They need to be constantly stroked and constantly reminded and constantly told that, that they're there. And again, I'm, I'm a big fan of who, who doesn't love hearing that they're great and they're special and they're wanted, right? Everybody does. And yet, sometimes the, the the need to feed that in our own systems keeps us from from doing what we want to do. It keeps us from starting our company. It keeps us maybe from asking somebody out on a date because we rattle it in our head about how things have to be. Oh, well, I got to lose twenty pounds first. I got be to better get a haircut. You know, oh, my teeth better be straightened. Oh, I got to go out and buy that uh, Dolce and Gabbana watch, and then I got to have the Hugo Boss shirt <laughs> before any woman will ever talk to me. No. You know, you're you're over analyzing. Analysis to paralysis mentality, and we really don't need that in our life, right? A lot of times we're already there at Z. A lot of times we already have succeeded. A lot of times we are already a demonstration of excellence. You know, we're ready to compete. We've trained enough. We're ready to get out there in the field and and do it. I coach people now. And so many people that I coach that want to start companies don't ever think they're ready and or they don't think they're ready to be a parent or they don't think they're ready to be a husband or a wife or, you know, they don't think they're ready to commit to something because everything doesn't line up just perfectly. Well, guess what? It's never going to line up perfectly. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And shit, perfect isn't an, isn't a state that anybody can achieve anyways. So how about just getting close enough? How about getting all the way up through, let's say M in your alphabet and then jump into Z and going, fuck it. I'm going to just do this. I'm going to start this company today. I'm going to ask that girl out. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, invest in a piece of property. I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do. And guess what? I'm ready. I'm there. I'm capable. I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough. I've got enough shelf help here. Let's just jump off the cliff you know, grow our wings as we're flying down and make something happen. And that's what Z is all about. That's what the Z energy is all about. On this show, I plan on bringing on people that are top-level CEOs, motivation coaches, athletes, people that have high inspiration, people who are successful, who have all gone through this element in our lives of not feeling good enough, not feeling ready enough, not feeling smart enough. We've all done it. You're doing it. I'm doing it. And yet you may be already there. You may be at the spot where you're at Z. Z. Don't go start the alphabet. And some people, they start the whole alphabet all over again. Oh, I don't know enough. Let's go A, A, B, B, C, C. Let's just regurgitate all this shit all over again and never pull the trigger, never get started, never really see what they're capable of, never see what their potential really is because they don't start. And that's really, you know, that's that's an important thing. I don't know who said this, but one of the teachers I learned from said you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And that's so true. And you're ready. You're ready. If you always wanted to be a parent, be one, okay? You're ready. You want to start a business? Do it. You're ready. You've learned enough. If you have passion, you have fire in the belly. If you have that orange energy, that desire to win, a desire to just constantly make things better and constantly have a better quality of life for yourself and your friends and your family, then do it. Just do it, okay? And if you don't know how to do it, call me. I'll help you do it. All right. I'll be that guy, that boss, the guy that just kicks you in the butt. I don't know. I don't care. Okay. God knows people, plenty of people kicking me in the ass and getting me moving. And that's what's key is get it going. Hey, you know, I hope. At some level, you were a little bit inspired today. And I hope that maybe, maybe one of your two of you just listened to this and said, you know what? You're right, Frank. I've learned enough. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to sprout my wings. I'm ready to fly. I'm at Z. I've had the Z factor going in my life right now. And I am going to make some shit happen. I'm going to make life happen. I'm going to be stay driven and I'm going to take a chance. And here's another thing about taking chances too. I just, I'll end on this note and this little concept. The greatest things that's ever happened in your life happened on the other side of the, your biggest fears biggest fears. Oh my God, I'm going to have a kid. (gasps) Biggest, biggest fear, right? Oh, I'm going to start a company. Biggest fear. I'm going to move. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to ask this person to marry me. I'm going to ask this person to divorce me. Big, big, big life-changing experiences were met with a shit ton of fear right before it happened. And yet they turned out to be some of the greatest decisions in your life. So once you, once you look back on your life and go, man, this was great. This was great. This was great. And right before it, I was scared to death. Now I'm scared to death again. Guess what that means? You're probably on the precipice, right at the edge of something amazing happening again. You're right there. It's going to happen again. Embrace that fear and go, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is, this is my time to take that chance. I'm at Z. I've got my Z factor going here and I'm ready to go. I got my orange energy and I'm making shit happen. So I hope you make it happen. I hope there's some part of you today that goes, I'm going to have something greater than I've ever had before and I'm going to manifest greatness. Do that. And have an amazing day. Look, at the end of the day, you know, stay committed. Look in the mirror and, and tell yourself how amazing you are. Get yourself going and stay inspiring, y'all. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds. And please write a badass review. You can reach me at themistorange.com. Stay inspiring, y'all.